For the last perk and a half, the Mishnahis have been discussing the consequences for somebody who eats trimmer either by mistake or intentionally. And we know that the punishment for eating trimmer by mistake, if a non-Kohen does so, then he has to pay back keren v'chomesh, the actual value of the food, plus a fifth of that value. And we explained that it's actually a quarter, but it works out as a fifth of the total amount paid. And we learned that the punishment for eating it on purpose would be death by the hands of Hashem, or Malchus, lashes. But be it as it may, our Mishnah tells us that Hamachles bon of Ketanim, one who feeds his children who are under Bar Mitzvah, he gives them trimmer, and they eat the trimmer by mistake. So they, let's say, don't realize it's trimmer. There's Avodah ben Gdun ben Ketanim, or if he feeds his non-Jewish slaves, whether the slaves are above or under the age of Bar Mitzvah, in these two cases, the punishment of Karen Vachimesh will not apply. And the reason for this is because only the person who ate the truma would need to pay Karen Vachimesh. Even though the father caused it to happen, he didn't actually eat it, so therefore he would not pay Karen Vachimesh. Now, the children of the non Jewish slaves wouldn't pay Karen Vachimesh either, because children who are under Bar Mitzvah are not obligated in mitzvahs or paying for things which they do. They would not have to pay the pay the Chimesh, which is a punishment. And there's a rule that whatever a non-Jewish slave owns, or earns, or acquires, automatically is acquired by his master. And because of that, a servant can never really own anything. At least in a general situation of a non-Jewish servant, he is not able to own anything, which means that he is also not obligated to pay for things, which are punishments. So since neither of them can pay, and the father who didn't eat the trimmer will not need to pay chaymesh, the halacha is that the father will only pay the keren as compensation to a coin. Next one on the list is ha'ichel trumas chutz one who eats trimmer which comes from outside of Eretz Yisrael. Now the truth is that only produce which grows in Eretz Yisrael is obligated in trimmer. However, that's only on a Midoraisa level, on a Torah-based level. But Midrabonon, the lands surrounding Eretz Yisrael, such as Egypt, Amain, Moyov, those lands are also obligated Midrabonon in Truma. However, since the entire obligation is Midrabonon, they do not impose this, this punishment of a Chaymesh if a non-Kohen eats that Truma. Furthermore, it's got to be considered a significant eating to be obligated in the Chaymesh. So, V'ha'oichel pochis mekazayis Truma, one who eats less than a size of an olive of trimmer, a real trimmer, well, that's not considered a proper eating, it doesn't fill him up properly, and therefore, again, he will not need to pay the chomesh. In all these cases, he will have to pay the keren, because that's compensation. But he will not need to pay the chomesh, because that's a punishment, and therefore does not apply in every case. So again, Mishalem keren, he has to pay the keren, but if any Mishalem chomesh, he will not need to pay the added fifth. Now, because these payments are not as a punishment at all, or as atonement, rather they're just to compensate the Kohen so that he does not lose out. So whereas, in general, when one pays Karen V'chimesh, that payment, whatever you pay, it becomes Truma. It gains the status of Truma. But in this case, it's just compensation, so it would remain Chulin. Whatever he pays will remain Chulin. Furthermore, because it's just compensation, it's not as a punishment or anything, if the Kohen wishes to forgive him, and overgo this payment, he may do so, he can say, you know what, you don't need to pay me. Since it's just compensation, it's not as atonement, so as long as the Kohen forgives him, and he says he does not need to pay him, he does not need to go ahead and pay him, because he is not receiving an atonement by paying, rather it's just compensation. Now, we've seen in the past few Mishnayis, that in some situations, the payment becomes trauma, in some situations, the Kohen cannot forgive him, and in others, he can. So this mission will tell us the rules. Zach, lol, this is the rule. Anybody who has to pay both Karen and the added fifth, 
So that's a sign that the fifth is as an atonement. And the truth is, when he pays the fifth, then the entire produce which he's paying also becomes as a sort of atonement. So the entire Karen Vachemesh needs to be Hathashu in Truma. It needs to be paid as Truma. And the truth is, we learned that he pays Chulin, but it gains Truma status. Furthermore, because it's an atonement, even if the Kohen wanted to forgive him, and he says, you don't need to pay me, he can't do that because the person, the Israel who ate the Truma, needs to gain an atonement for doing so, and the only way to do so is to pay the Kohen V'chaymesh. So it doesn't help that the Kohen doesn't want the payment. Alright, on the other hand, anybody who only needs to pay the Keren, the actual value, and he does not need to pay the Chaymesh, for example, in the previous case where he himself did not eat it, Rather, his children ate it, so in that case, the payment remains If the Kohen wishes to forgive him and he says you do not need to pay him, then indeed he would not need to pay him, because there's no atonement involved, rather it's just as a compensation. So if the Kohen does not want this, then of course you will not need to pay him the Keren. So the last parak and a half have discussed a Zor, a non-Kohen who eats Truma. If you recall, the parak and a half before that... And I'm talking about the last part of Perak Dalad and the entire Perak Hay discuss situations in which Truma was mixed with Chulin and what one is supposed to do in those situations. For the last half of this Perak, Perak Zayin, we're going to return to that discussion. But for most of these cases, we're going to be discussing Sophic Maduma, where it's a doubt as to whether there's a hundred, there's at least a hundred times more Chulin than Truma produce, or even whether there's any Truma produce in this mixture. And the first example of this is shtekupais. If somebody has two boxes of produce, and let's say each box contains less than a hundred sa'ar of produce, and achashal truma vachshal chulin. In one box there's truma produce, and in the other box there's chulin produce. Shenotra sa'ar truma l'seich achzmehen. And once of truma fell into one of the boxes, either the truma box or the chulin box, but ve'enyo dua le'ezmehen nofla, it is not known into which box it fell. So of course, if it fell into the chulin box, then that will now become the dummer, but if it fell into the trimmer box, then it will remain the same. It's just trimmer falling into, into trimmer. So says the Mishnah, since this is a case of a sophic maduma, we're not sure whether it even becomes a maduma in the first place. We're lenient and hariani oimer, behold, I can say, I can assume that it fell into the trimmer box, and so the chulin box remains chulin, and the trimmer box remains trimmer. And the reason for this is a simple concept known as Sophic Drabonon Lakula. That a doubtful case, which is Midrabonon in nature, is ruled leniently. So, since anyway, the whole concept of a Maduma is Midrabonon, because with the Arisa, as long as there's a majority of Chulin, it's bottle, it's nullified. So, if it's a doubt as to whether we're even in the Midrabonon situation, so we're lenient and we can assume that it fell into the Truma box and no Maduma is created. Now the next part of the Mishnah, some explain is a continuation of what we've just said, where Truma falls into one of the boxes and we're not sure which one, but others explain it even without that, because it's a doubtful case even without Truma falling into one of them. Because if it's not even known which box is the Truma box and which box contains Chulin, so then there's a doubt even without the Truma falling in, and ideally one needs to treat both of the boxes as Truma because he's not sure which one's which. However, if unintentionally, let's say he didn't know there was a chance that one of the boxes was Trummer, and Ochel Achzmehen, he ate from one of the boxes, then Potter, he's exempt from paying the Karen Vachemesh, because since it's a payment, the Kohen can only receive a payment if he proves that he's entitled to it. This is based on the rule Hamitzimei Chaveiro Olav Haraya, 
which means that if somebody wants to take payment from somebody else, he can only do so if he proves that he's entitled to it. Over here, since the doubt as to whether this person even ate Shrema, the Kohen cannot prove whether he ate Shrema, and therefore he will not receive the Karen Vachemesh. So now, once he's eaten one of the boxes, or what was, what was in one of the boxes, so there's one box left, and we're not sure whether this box is Shrema or Chulin. So just like before, we need to treat the box as Shrema. Because it might be Truma and therefore Vashniya, the second box, ideally must be treated Noibok Truma. Sorry, Noibok Bistruma, he needs to treat it as Truma because it's possibly the Truma box. However, you need to apply the stringencies of both boxes. Now, the halach is that when one makes dough out of grain, he needs to separate challah, a certain part of the dough, and give it to a kohen. But that only applies to chulin dough. But dough which was from one of the tithes, for example, Truma is not obligated in challah. Now, since we're not sure whether this, this box is a chulin box or a trimmer box, we need to apply the stringencies of both, and therefore there's a stringency in the chulin, and that is that it's obligated in chala. So although we're treating it with the stringencies of trimmer, the stringency of chulin also applies, and therefore the chayev is according to Rebbe Meir, it is still obligated in chala, because the stringencies of both apply. However, interestingly, Rebbe Yaisi Peter, Rebbe Yaisi exempts the dough which is made from the produce in this box from chala, and the reason for this is because Rabbi Yossi looks at this box and he sees it as it's a doubt whether it's Truma or Chulin. And Rabbi Yossi holds that really we should look at this as a Maduma. A Maduma is also half Chulin, half Truma. So we should also view this as a mixture of Truma and Chulin as a sort of Maduma. Now the halach is that a Maduma dough is exempt from Chalos. So Rabbi Yossi says that this mixture of Truma and Chulin is also exempt from Chalos. And this is learned from a postdoc with regards to Chala. Alright, continues the Mishnah. What happens if somebody else eats the second box? So the first box, let's say Ruven ate, and we said that he is exempt from paying the Karen Vachemesh because the Kohen cannot prove that he is entitled to that money. Now, in the same way, Shimon, who ate the second box, it's also a doubt as to whether he ate Truma or Chulin. And the Kohen cannot prove that he did, and therefore the Kohen again cannot receive payment for that. Even though it's certain that now the Truma has been eaten by either Ruven or Shimon, if we look at them individually, you can't prove that they ate Truma, and therefore the Kohen will not be able to take payment from either of them. So Peturah is exempt from paying. However, if one person, let's say Ruven, ate both of them, so then certainly Ruven ate the Truma. So Mishalem Kiktan Shabshneen, he has to pay, but he only has to pay for the smaller box. Because again, we're not sure which of the boxes was Truma, and the Kohen cannot take payment for that which he's not sure that he is entitled to. So he can only take the smaller amount, so Ruven will only have to pay the value of the smaller box. Mishnah Vov is a continuation of the previous Mishnah, and again in this case you've got two boxes, one is Truma, one is Chulin, but we're not sure which one's which. So the Mishnah says that If one of these boxes falls into other Chulin, so we're not sure whether Truma fell into Chulin or whether Chulin fell into Chulin. So again we've got a case of a doubtful Maduma, because if it was the Truma which fell in, then this would become a Maduma. But since it's only a doubtful case, again, we say Sovik Drabonon Lakula, that we rule leniently in a doubtful case when it comes to a Midrabonon law. So in a Midamaton, it will not become a Maduma. And in fact, you don't even need to take out any of the mixture and give it to a Kohen. Because the Kohen can only receive compensation if he can prove that he is entitled to it. But since he cannot prove it, you, don't, you do not need to give anything to a Kohen and you can eat the entire thing and treat it as Chulin. But again, even once the first box has been gotten rid of, let's say it's fallen into the other mixture of Chulin, you still need to treat the second box as Truma because it might be Truma. So Vashni of the second box, Negwa Kisruma. 
Now, Bobistrama, you have to treat it as Truma. But again, according to Mayor, it has the stringencies of Chulin as well. Because it might be Chulin, so the Chayres Bachalo, it's obligated in Chalo to Rabbi Meir, that is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. However, Rabbi Yaisi Poiter, as we saw in the previous mission, Rabbi Yaisi exempts you, because he views a case where there's a doubt as to whether something is Truma or Chulin, as a sort of Maduma, as a mixture of Truma and Chulin. And since Maduma is Potter from Chalo, this will also be Potter from Chalo. And now the mission goes to a similar structure as the previous mission. If the second box fell into other chulin, then again, it will not become a meduma, because it's a doubt as to whether this is truma or chulin. But, if both boxes fall into one thing of chulin, into one bundle of chulin, then of course, truma fell into chulin over here. So if there's not enough chulin to be mavatal the truma, if there's not a hundred times chulin than truma, then it becomes a meduma, However, we view the smaller box as the trimmer box, which means that there's more chance that it will be bottle, because there's more chance that there'll be a hundred times chulin than trimmer. So we look at the smaller box as trimmer, so we would require less chulin to be mavata the entire mixture. Of course, if there isn't a hundred times chulin than trimmer, then this would make no difference, because either way, the entire mixture would become a maduma. But if there is at least a hundred times chulin than the smaller box of truma, then it would make a big difference, and it would indeed be bottle.